She also got <laughs> a lot of shit done on her face. Oh, she got that thing done that they all what get do they where call they get it? the fat, the fat removed. Out That's of their what cheek. she got. Yeah. I can't remember. We were talking about it so much in a group chat last year. Why you were going to get it done? I need to get it done. No, we just talk about like celebrity. I want to look like this. I have too much cheek. It's like hard to. Oh, bugle, bugle yeah, fat yeah, removal. Yeah, yeah, Bu- yeah. Bugle boy jeans. Bugle boy jeans. Bugles on your fingers. What? Yeah, you got to put them on your that's fingers. That's how you eat them. That's how you eat them. That's <laughs> that's true. That is that is a fact. If you're gonna eat bugles, if you if you have not eaten a bugle, if you won't know that you need to put them on your fingers before you eat them because that's the only way they taste good. There's no human on this planet who's ever eaten a bugle <laughs> and it hasn't been off of four of them on your finger. Five? I feel like I don't do the thumb. I feel the, like the thumb is hard. I feel yeah. like you got it. The, the thumb is a little weird shaped for a bugle. You do a little witch's fingers. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And recently I called, I was called Rachel up on the phone, talked to her on the phone, and I said, Rach, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I could do the podcast this week. And you know what she said to me? She said, there are only three acceptable excuses for not doing the podcast, death, dismemberment, or detention. <laughs> I'm your old pal, Pat. How are you, Rach? What's happening? That's a good one. You like that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Our old pal Marisol's coming out hot with the power squad. Mm -hmm. What do you Mm -hmm. think? What do you think? You got Marisol on your list of favorite characters or what? Oh, it was, this was a tough one because I did a lot of like, God, I hate so-and-so really and then they redeemed and then they redeemed themselves at the end. I'm so intrigued by who you hated in these episodes. Eli? No. Jenna? No. Casey? Yes. Really? And Zig. Oh, yeah. He stinks. Yeah, but like Casey and Zig kind of like redeemed themselves at the end of their stories. I didn't write a lot of notes. One of my notes is Zig sucks (laughs) with like a lot of U's. Well, that's kind of like how I felt about Casey for a while where I'm like, so Casey like didn't want to help when his kid was around and now he suddenly like gives a shit and he's like makes Jenna feel bad and like all of this other stuff. But then he kind of realized like, Oh, I'm, I don't know. It like wrapped up a little too neatly. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to fill this void. And so I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going through a lot old Casey dealing with the, the loss of his yeah. son, Ty, yeah. who is now Doug. Mm-hmm. Doug is such a funny name. It's such a, so funny thing that I didn't realize. I have a Doug at my work. Um, and there's a new, So Doug is um, going on paternity leave for a little bit and we hired a consultant. We hired a consultant who is um, covering some of while Doug is out, but was also helping with other things. And she pointed out the other day, she's like, I don't know how many of you watched the TV show in the nineties, but uh, her name is Patty. Oh, and so, (laughs) yeah. So she was like joking with Doug when she started that they're like the beats from Doug yeah. and I was like how did that never click with me and I watched Doug religiously so wait this woman I never meet people named Doug or Patty well excuse me yeah that's could be my name <laughs> well except for that it's not your name I know but it's like this her name is probably like Patricia 
It could be, yes. So Doug's wife is Patty or the person replacing Doug while he goes on? The person replacing Doug while he goes on paternity leave is Patty. Don't tell Bill Maher. (laughs) I feel like Bill Maher would be like, paternity leave? What do do you need to paternity leave? Like, even though he's like supposedly liberal, I feel like he would do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On his hit podcast. um, What the hell is the name of that stupid podcast he has? Uh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> well, this baby was born in September and Doug took like a couple weeks then. And then his wife took off for her three months. And now he's taking off now that she's going back to work. So they don't have to pay for childcare. So good for him. How go, much Bill time Maher. does he get off Bill Maher? Another four weeks. So it's not much, good. but it's still like, I think he gets six to eight total or something like I that. I mean, that's not great, leave, so. but it's what's the best you're going to get. I don't in this know. I mean, none country. of it's good. So, yeah. Well, how you doing, Rach? How you doing, my pal? Good Rach, pal. Rachel. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I signed a lease on an apartment. So I moved later this month. Um, and then the landlord who owns the apartment building told me when I signed the lease and paid him the deposit that another apartment in the building was gonna come open. And I second guessed my choice immediately and said, Should I have gotten that other apartment that I didn't know existed? Was it better? <sighs> it's different. So mine is upstairs and it has a balcony and it has an interesting shape to it and a bigger bedroom and there's no one below me because of where, how it's located. So I'm upstairs, but there's no one above me or below me, which is kind of like the magic sweet spot. Like I have really good lighting, yeah, but like you fucked up, but the other apartment yeah, is downstairs. Up. So you'd be below someone. It's a little boxier, but it has its own private like yard. Oh, wait, you got the one that you were talking about first? Yeah. Oh, that's the better one. Yeah. The only reason why I want the yard is because I have an old dog, and I just want her to let her out to pee instead of having to take her downstairs. Well, Rach, I'm happy for you. I think you got the better apartment of the two by the sounds of it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But how, that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, how, pal? How many, how many bedrooms is this apartment? Just one. Where are you going to put your trophies? They'll go in my, it's a bigger bedroom. No, they fit you in need there. a whole bedroom. You need a whole room for all, all those trophies. I can't afford a room for got. the trophies. You got so many. too expensive. Lousy with ribbons and trophies. What are you going to, I don't know where you're going to fit these things. You're just going to put little like strings along all the walls is, and all the ribbons. Is the dollhouse coming or what's up? No, dollhouse is hmm. staying in Maryland. Yeah, I couldn't fit that. Oh, that's a shame. I hate to hear that. Yeah, it's all right. It probably would have gotten broken by the movers. I haven't gotten my stuff yet, but I'm not optimistic that something's not broken. <laughs> when is it supposed to come? Uh, February 23rd. Oh, so you got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Did they even pick it up yet? No. They did. It's been it's sitting in a storage space in Los Angeles. Oh, it's here. Yeah, so it might well, have gotten there. flooded with all this rain, so we'll see. In case you haven't heard, everybody, it rained in Los Angeles <laughs> this week. Well, we're recording it. This won't come out for another couple of weeks, but or this weekend does it come out? When does this come I out? I think it's this Friday. Oh, yeah. great, great. Stuff. Yeah, so less time in between the news story and the release. We've been having some issues with, on the technical front, but I think we figured it out. So hopefully, it's working this time. Because if it's not, I'm going to scream. Well, if it's not working, the podcast is over because we're not. We don't know what to do about it otherwise. So if this doesn't work, <laughs> I guess that's to go on a break. <laughs> if this doesn't work, we're going to have to say goodbye to the podcast, which will make everybody sad. But you know, we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? You live and you learn. You live, you learn, you learn. Speaking of Alanis Morissette, did you see Billy Joel at the Grammys? 
No, I didn't see any of the Grammys. I just saw the Grammys were last night. We're recording on Monday. I don't watch the Grammys because who cares? Who could possibly care who wins Grammys? They're like the lamest awards of all time. It's like, here is the album of the year for the person your mom knows. Like it's the, Mm -hmm. it is just the worst award. Although Boy Genius got some awards. Shout out. That's pretty cool. Like, but the very like specific, like even like Green Day, like that's who gets nominated for like Metallica. Best rock album, well, Metallica. Was, Nobody fucking cares was, about this Metallica album. I hate the Grammys. When I was super into music in like the late 90s, it was all shit I didn't care about, so I hated watching the Grammys. I hate the... They still suck, dude. They're still the worst award show. They're worse than the Oscars. They're worse mm-hmm. than any award show. They give awards to the worst shit. Yeah. But I did see Tracy Chapman because I watched the shit out of that and it was beautiful. We talked about it, it already good. a little bit. It was good. Tracy mm-hmm. Chapman was great. Um, I watched that. And otherwise, no, I didn't see Billy Joel. I, do, do, there's no world in which I'm going to go watch Billy Joel sing a new song. <laughs> but he'll win a Grammy next year for it because it's a, yeah, yeah. Because the Grammys are the lamest award show in American history. Anyway. Best alternative album, fucking <laughs> Foo Fighters. You know, it's like this last yeah, Foo Fighters. But Foo Fighters didn't win in like 1994 no. or something when they should have won, you know? They win for an album you've never heard one song on from ever. But I don't, they did not win. To be fair, Boy Genius won that award. And that is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like, I mean, music has also changed a lot since I. <sighs> would like started watching the Grammys when I was like a preteen and you know, the way that we consume music is so different, but I also feel like there's just so, I don't know. There's not as many people. There's like a few musicians who are super well-known and then it's like very unknown people. There's like not a lot of middle ground there anymore. Right. Whereas like there used to be like radio play and yeah. like it got, it was easy enough to get a record deal that like people That's had CDs point. and stuff. And I feel like it's either like your Taylor Swift's of the world or it's like someone that Romy. people go see. Who the fuck is like, Romy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. The, yeah, there's also some stuff which I just do not. The Like, I don't know. I felt like in the late 90s, the popular stuff was like uncool popular stuff. And then I'm like, is this still uncool popular stuff? I can't tell. I don't know. How many Grammys did Jelly Roll win? I want to know how many Grammys did Jelly Roll get? Uh, I heard of that guy like a month ago for the first time. Jelly Roll? Yeah. I'm saying I, mean, I, think, like I feel like they're com- grasping at straws. Like they're just like, sure, I'm this say- person. I'm saying it like that for comic effect. Jelly Roll. Yeah. And people are all up in arms because Taylor Swift has won like album of the year so many times, but Beyonce hasn't. And it's like, you know what? It's a shitty award. <laughs> Who cares? Did Beyonce, it was, Beyonce did have an album though, right? She wasn't even, was she nominated? Jay-Z was nominated for something. No, he won some like fucking like yeah, Vanguard a, a, award. Some kind of yeah, like um, Dr. Dre award. Nothing like was. naming an award after a guy who beat the shit out of a woman in plain sight. <laughs> you know. Oh God, what a time. I don't know. Taylor Swift's that album, I like Taylor Swift, and I thought that Midnight's was pretty mid, as the kids say. Mm, I thought it was like interesting. Just okay. 
Yeah. But I would have given the album of the year to like Military Gun or fucking like uh, Lana Del Rey. So what do I know? <laughs> Lana Del Rey might have actually been nominated, to be fair. Yeah, I saw someone complaining about how she never wins anything. And I'm like, well, at least she gets nominated. Like some people don't even get nominated. Or Wednesday. I would have given my album of the year to Wednesday's Rat Saw God. Was that nominated? Nope. The, uh, the, nope, the ro- um, Hackney Diamonds was probably nominated. The Jenna Ortega show. Jenna Ortega, what's that? Wednesday. Wednesday. Right, Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, you got you got too far along with Hackney Diamonds before yeah, I, got I jumped. To I jumped onto Hackney Diamonds before you could even Just formulate ready. a joke. I was so ready for the next one. <laughs> I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. I could have done without that white guy singing it, though. I will say I could have done without that. I could have just just give me Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Tracy Chapman's was great. She was great. Loved it. It was, it was a nice duet. Anyway, I can't believe we talked about the Grammys. I know. It's the, been a very slow news day other than the rain. So. The least consequential Lorraine. award show of all time. Hey, did you sell the most records? Then here's a, a Grammy. Even that Billie Eilish song, and I don't mind Billie Eilish. I'm going to tell you, that Billie Eilish song from the fucking Barbie movie, that is a piece of shit. And also another piece of shit is that Miley Cyrus song that won a Grammy. I go buy myself flowers. <laughs> Hot takes from... Pat over here. Are you surprised that I don't like those songs? Did you think I would probably like those songs? No, no. I'm just not used to you like being like, this is trash. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually so nice, right? Yeah, usually you're like, it's good. It's all good. Everything's good. Not this. I could buy myself flowers. Song blows. I'm over poptimism. That's where I'm at now. I'm over it. I'm over mm. it. Let's just hate pop stars again. Yeah, I'm into it because there's only four of them. It was so much more ones. fun when we hated pop stars. And now everybody's like, no, pop music is actually good. And it's like, I guess. I, I mean, is it? It's the same thing that it was before. It's still fucking pop music. Some of us. That's good. the whole point. It's popular. Nah, it's Beyonce pop is good. I got to get. And Taylor Swift is pretty good. I like Taylor Swift. Who else do I like? Jelly Roll. Big fan of Jelly Rolls. <laughs> I love Big him. Jelly Roll. I love him. I love that white guy who sang Fast Car with <laughs> Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's Luke great. Combs. He's great. He's a good singer. Just what we needed in mm-hmm. in America in 2024 is a white guy singing fucking Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. <laughs> what was Meryl Streep doing at the Grammys? She was know. crying watching Joni Mitchell, but I don't know why she was there. I don't know, but then people were, but I did see a picture of Meryl Streep with Cher. And mm-hmm. someone put <laughs> someone put the picture of the two of them up and captioned it said, This is what it's gonna look like when the two other boy geniuses show up to the little one's funeral in fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Baker is very little. She is little. That's very funny though. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about any of this stuff the grammys how stupid they are uh the woke mind virus uh miley i usually like miley too to be fair i do like wrecking ball 
Yeah. She's fine. She sings a version of Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House, one of the greatest songs ever recorded. Really? Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. It's like a live recording of her singing it with Ariana Grande in their back in her backyard. Mm-hmm. And they're both like pretty stoned, I think. Sounds good though. But we're not here to talk about any of this. Actually, we're here to talk about Degrassi. Oh yeah. The best show in the world, more specifically, Degrassi episodes 1138 and 1139. That's the 38th and 39th episode of the show. Um, it's the 268th. Oh, wait. Did I say that right? Did I say it's the 38th and 39th episodes of the show? I don't. Maybe. Well, it's not. It's the 38th and the 39th <laughs> episodes of the 11th season of the show. But it's the 268th and 269th proper episode. But because of all the two parts, it's the 189th episode. So there we go. Name of the episode is Need You Now, which which makes it two weeks in a row that we've had to talk about country artists with racist names that had to change them later on. This is a mm-hmm. Lady A song. Rach, mm-hmm. come on, baby. <laughs> I Lay don't know out. any other Lady A songs. I'm a, it's quarter after one. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. Nah, you don't know any other. They used to be called Lady Antebellum. I, I, I am familiar. I just don't know any other no, songs. I'm saying, I mean, that song I do know, actually. I'm I guess saying to the saying. crowd. I'm letting everybody know that mm-hmm. last week we had to do the Dixie Chicks, who had to change their name to the Chicks. Now we're mm-hmm. doing formerly Lady Antebellum, who changed their name to Lady A. But then they got into a little bit of controversy, I recall, because there was already a Lady A. And she was like, oh. um, I'm sorry, what? But they ended up getting it, so I don't know what how it turned out in court or whatever. But they did it, Lady A. Yeah. You like this one, Rach? It's quarter after one. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. I do. I do remember the song. You it's like not a one? bad song. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> it's a pretty good song. Yeah. I do. I do need you now. So yeah. I sure. I'm kind of on board. I think this is a pretty good song for what it's worth. As much as I'm mm. railing tonight against <clears throat> the pop music of the world. This is a pretty mm-hmm. good song. It's not a great yeah. song by any means. But, but it's a good song. If I if it came on on the radio, I wouldn't change the station. It's a serviceable radio song. I agree. I don't really know any other uh, Lady A songs either. This is not in our wheelhouse. This isn't like music we listen to. <clears throat> no, Luke. no, I looked at I looked it up and I was like, whose song is this? And it was like Lady A, and then there was like a hot chip song with the same name. Maybe it's hot chip. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite hot chip song? But it hadn't come out yet. Um I mean probably that that one song that was their first thing. Bing 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 bong bing bing bong bing bong. I'm just making noises. It's like that doesn't sound like hot chip at all. Bing bong bong bing bong bong bing 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 bong bong bong. The singer of hot chip used to live in my neighborhood in London. Used to see him at the grocery store sometimes. Bing 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 bing. Aren't they like a bing bong? I don't really know about hot chip. I just think they're a bing bong band. They're dancey, yeah. Yeah, they're a bing bong band. They're not quite a bing bong, but they're dancey. I don't really know them either. So I actually probably know more Lady A songs, (laughs) to be fair, than I know hot chip songs. So I'm going to go with my favorite Lady A song is probably Shocker, Need You Now. What about you, Rage? I would probably go with 
need you now. I went to search for the hot chip song to see what the name of it was. And I searched for hot chip. And the first thing that comes up. Bing bong. It's called bing bong. Before, before you get to hot chip is Southern California floods. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, Pat. You're all, you're all going to so be. Apparently. You're not going to make it. It's apparently a big thing. Um, their first single was over and over. But the one that I think I like the best is Boy From School. So, Well, I don't know any of those songs. Yeah. Over and over. Hot Chip. I never got into Hot Chip. I wasn't, I'm not. I just used to hear them. I, I lived in London at the time. They're from there and they played them all the time. So the grocery store, the bars, like you just heard a lot of Hot Chip. They played every festival around that time period. Yeah, I'm like looking at these album covers and I'm like, yeah, I definitely like listened to some of this stuff, but I don't think I paid too much mm-hmm. attention to it. It's a little bingity bongity for me. I don't, I wasn't a big like dance, mm-hmm. dancey kind of guy. No, know? no. Not my thing. <clears throat> I got a little into it at that time period, like the late 2000s, but not a whole lot. You like it? I just knew a lot of people who liked that music, so I would hear a lot of it. Yeah. I think I like Lady A more than Hot Chip, if I have to be honest. Although Lady A are kind of, I feel like they're a little racist. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like, I don't know, Antebellum feels worse than Dixie to me, but they're both bad. Celebrating their Southern heritage, Rachel, you know, they're just celebrating the heritage of fucking Slavery. slavery and fucking racism. Celebrate it. Well, Rach, you know what I'm going to say next? I'm going to say one of the things I love to say more than anything on this earth. I like to say, hit me with your best blurb. I will. It's not my it's not my best blurb. It's the serviceable. Blurb Can I tell I you something before you get into this? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So. Maybe yesterday or something, two days ago, so I was like, I don't have any podcasts to listen to. I'm like, I don't feel like listening to these podcasts. I'm like, I'm going to just go to the Deep Podcast, which is my favorite podcast to listen to. And I'm just going to go scroll through real fast. And I'm just going to pick one at random. And I picked one at random. And this blurb you did for this episode was magnificent. You wrote it out. <laughs> it had a like a, it was like um hand jobs and something and something oh my it was the dance episode and you and oh that was a when good she, one. the boiler room episode was it was a kanye west episode and you wrote yeah. this blurb that was just poetry yeah. i'm just saying oh well i watched these episodes not long before we started recording and i realized while we were talking about lady a that i forgot to write a blurb and i literally <laughs> So what you're telling me is like five minutes. This one is not going to be as good as what you're. This is not going to be as good as what I'm saying. It's like I said, it's a serviceable blurb. Uh, We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll tell you. I'll be. I'll be brutal about it. It's brutal out here. I love Olivia Rodrigo though. If we're talking about pop music. In Need You Now, Eli's dating Imogen and worried he's having a manic episode. Casey wants to see Ty more, and Tori tries to join the spirit squad, but has a detour before she gets there. That's fine. It's fine. It's not it's so fine. bad. It's, yeah, but I mean, it's not funny either. No, it's, it's very funny. like, this is what's going to be. Gives you this a little, this is what happened, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like laying out the groundwork for what's happening. Yeah, usually I like to do a play on words with a song title, but I just did not. Usually, I don't know about usually, you used to do that. Occasionally. You used to do that. (laughs) These days, I feel like it's a little bit more like, oh, just reading the IMDb. 
if I'm being honest, just kind of reading the IMDb. Gotta say, I write it every time, though. So I know you do. I'm just messing with you. Marissa's proud. Marissa's happy. The Marissa Memorial, she's alive, but the Marissa Memorial blurb. <clears throat> she's still alive. Don't worry, everybody. Oh. Everybody's like, who's Marissa? Well, you would know if you were on the Patreon. That's the deal. You would. You would. You would definitely know. She's one of the great broomheads, one of the top dope monkeys in, in America. Anyway. This was a fun episode, I thought. <laughs> how was Billy Joel? Did you see? How was the performance? No, I didn't see him. I just I just thought I would ask if he was solid. He's like I figured if you took the time to watch Fast Car, you'd probably didn't take the time to no. watch Billy Joel. So <laughs> He's like, I can't even say bottle of red anymore because now there's so many more red wines. Like, like in the 80s, there was only red wine. Yeah, and it was just types. red and white. I didn't have to know what they were. Just a red it was always and Beaujolais. white wine. Doodle -doodle -doodle. I think it's probably the woke mind virus getting in everybody's head. Right? <laughs> Billy Joel probably believes in the woke mind virus, if we're being honest. Let's just tell the mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. I got to say, as a photographer, the way that Imogen carries around a camera, it's like she's never seen a camera before. <laughs> I have it on in the background, and I'm like, <laughs> a little awkward. I don't know if you noticed this, but her glasses were not on her face straight. Did you notice that at all? No, I didn't notice that. Especially I gotta look for it. In the end, I was like, what's up with your... Maybe they're just the cut of the of the frame is not supposed mm -hmm. to look straight. Like it's the 80s or something. But I was like, these glasses, they don't feel like they're on your face right, Imogen. Interesting. So Imogen and Eli are, are, dating. are dating now. They, they did... They went on that date apparently, and now they're mm -hmm. uh, they're off to the races in this relationship. But mm -hmm. it's not going gangbusters, Rach. Would 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 you agree with that? Yeah, it's like it's a little awkward, and Eli is like overly enthused. Yeah. With things. And he's like, oh, you could just stay over tonight. Like he's hanging out. She's hanging out at his house. And he's like, you could, you know, you could just sleep over. And she's like, like in your bed, yeah. like sleep. <laughs> she's a senior in high school. Yes. But we never met her right until this year. Till last year. Right. Last year. Last year. But still season. So she must have just came, come into the school. But still this um, season. Yeah, still this season, but it was the last school year. Yeah, he was like, Bullfrog doesn't care. They, he, You can sleep over here. But then Bullfrog did care because this whole thing like started because he was like napping and everyone was like, oh, good, he's napping. They're freaking out about it. Well, at least Imogen was. <laughs> They're like, you need your everyone sleep. Everyone's just worried constantly that like he is not doing well because he's bipolar now. He's on medication for it. Right. And, you know, his dad is like, are you taking your medication and worried about that? And Imogen doesn't totally know how to handle it either. Yeah. Like it's it's very like kid gloves and then like not totally sure what to do with him. Like it's yeah, he's not quite like a project for her, but 
she doesn't treat him like with humanity. Right. I agree. <laughs> She's like forcing it on him as like his identity. Like his yes. his like kind of only thing is like And where this what happens with this is that like you know, he's very into her and like wants to like make out with her, wants her to sleep over or all of these things. Um, and she's like, not like sure about that stuff, but then she's like, I want to show you something. So she takes him to the art room in school and she's done this like collage drawing thing of him where essentially it's like, it's the same thing as a Chuck close painting. If you see Chuck Close's work, he takes like little pictures and makes a bigger picture. And he's like, she's made this picture of Eli out of like smaller pictures and then it's like trying to like destigmatize mental illness. And it's like, he didn't ask for this. <laughs> this I, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is not cool. I agree. Like, I thought it was very misguided. I knew her heart was in the right place. But at the same time, I was yeah. like, yikes. She's like, yeah, tell big, me you love it. Tell me you love it. He's like, um. Big yikes. Everyone in her art class has seen it. It's clearly him who goes to this school. And not necessarily. Not necessarily that like he's hiding his his mental illness either. No, no, but it's like really putting it on him. Like it's one thing if he were to make this own is yes. It's another thing for her to make this artwork. It's like her ideas of him, and she does say at the end that she's been fantasizing about dating him for a year, yeah. which is also like this was doomed to yeah. fail like yeah. immediately because it's like if you're fantasizing about a relationship with someone it's hard to let go of that fantasy right. and make them a real person that's a very very good point yeah it's very true yeah so yeah he's he's like putting a smile on his face and not like super mad about it at the beginning right he's kind of like he, a- yeah he accidentally like knocks over her camera um and breaks her camera oh, but right. Fiona's like, what the hell happened with like you and Imogen? And he's like, would you like it if she did a painting of like Fiona Coyne, the alcoholic? And she's like, how do I look in the painting? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> but then she admitted that no, she would not like it. Yeah, because it's like, it is like, it, like we said, like Imogen's heart's in the right place, but it's like really not okay to do something like that. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. And she's like entering it into some contest. Yeah. But then he starts, so then Eli starts thinking what Fiona says is right. And like, oh man, I got to make this right. So he Mm -hmm. goes and hawks his father's guitar that we know is important to him because they said it earlier. So that he can buy her a new camera after he, he had broken the other one. And all of these things just sort of like spiral and Eli's like, oh no, she, is it? Imogen, who's like spending like this could mean you're having a manic episode. It could be. So they're all like putting this on him. Yeah. They're making everything that like about his mental illness, which is like the whole point of like her trying to destigmatize it is to not make that your identity. Right. That's a good point too. Look at you. I know this is, there's a lot to this. You're killing it out here with these, with the points you're making points. I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, might have helped that I watched it just before we recorded this. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to be doing more often. Could be. Um, no, but then you got to ruminate. You didn't even have time to. Oh, ru- but now yeah, you didn't ruminating. get to ruminate. ruminating. I'm ruminating now, and I still remember it. Um, yeah, and his dad is like, maybe you shouldn't have a girlfriend. Maybe you're getting you're getting a little obsessed, and like all of this stuff. So Eli Bullfrog has a guitar, 
I I kind of missed like why he had the guitar in his car. Like I don't think they really said much. It was like he said something about the guitar in the car, and he was like, "Are you ever gonna do something with it?" Like I, I will in like, time. And I was like, "This is not an important story point," and so I missed like. <laughs> what it was about it but eli takes that guitar and pawns it and buys imogen a brand new expensive camera 500 bucks which must have cost 500 loonies 500 loonies yeah you're right i'm yeah, sorry thank you. she didn't say loonies yeah though. or 252 toonies oh yeah maybe 252 toonies oof i don't know is there a tr- a trinies trunies for three quadrunies or toonies is two loonies yeah, it's $2. Loony is $1 and Toonies is $2? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Quadruni? After all this time, I didn't know that. No, they top out at two. That's it. That's all of the currency. It's either one or two. They only have two dollars. A lot of fucking so bills. If you, if you if you got to buy a five hundred dollar camera, just can you imagine how many toonies you're taking? That's like you need heavy. Two hundred fifty toonies, as we said. Yeah. Yeah. So. Imogen's like a little <laughs> weird about getting this new camera and she's like she kind of puts some space between them and she's like I'm just gonna go home and you know I gotta do the three H's triple H she said bath. triple H which is a wrestler and <laughs> I swear to god when she Potter. said the triple H I was like what is she watching raw like what <laughs> what I swear to god gotta I, do triple H she's gotta do triple H triple H is in some hot water but that's for another podcast but yeah she said it was homework a hot bath and Harry Potter yeah. Which sound pretty good to me. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, the, maybe not the homework part, but. I'd take it at this point in my life. Yeah, could I do it. hot dogs instead? Ooh, hot dogs, hot bath. And Harry like, Potter. I don't know if I do Harry Potter anyway, either, personally. Uh, but it sounded good, like the idea of having Havana a nice, Nights. There you go. <laughs> Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to think of what started with an H. She's watching the Dirty Dancing sequel. Havana nights. <laughs> Just the idea of like sitting quietly in a nice environment and reading a book sounded really nice to me. Yeah. Hot toddy. I just, I just assumed she was watching the movies, not even reading the books. <laughs> I was like, by this point, oh, everyone's read the books. I thought it was the books for sure. Good for you. <laughs> it's funny. I think Havana nights it is. I think Imogen is reading the books. Maybe. I don't know. Eating her hot dogs and taking that hot bath. Hot dogs are good. <laughs> they are. They're so bad for you. Are they? Like, who knows what's in them? I don't know. It's something not oh, good, I'm sure. But they're delicious. I think good stuff's in them. <sighs> so Eli goes, Adam's over to play video games, playing Atari. Adam's gotten really good because Eli's been spending so much time with Imogen, even though they just started dating. Eli. And Eli's like freaking out about like where she might be. And like, maybe let's go over to her house. So they go over to her house. Well, no, he was going to the house to get the camera because he needed to to try the guitar. Because, because Bullfrog was like, you better get me that guitar back. He's like, oh shit, I better get the guitar. So he was going to get the camera and he brought Adam Mm -hmm. with him. That's what it was. And we met Imogen's weird dad. Yes. I, he had kind of like an accent to the point where I was like, are you not Canadian? But then I was like, I think you're just Canadian. Oh, I don't know. I thought he, I did. I thought he was not, but you're probably right. Yeah. But it's like, but then when he's talking, I'm like, it doesn't actually sound like anything but Canadian. Oh yeah. Maybe it was Canadian. Just Canadian. 
And they had a dog. Do you remember what the dog's name was? Volta? Something like that. Or Voltaire. Vula. I think it was Vula. I think, it was, I think they named the dog <laughs> after the Vula. character from Degrassi Junior High, Vula. Oh, Who we did like, a whole episode like, oh, for the Patreon that we talked about her so much, and uh, then it was lost to the... Ether. Ether. Yeah. He says to try her cellular telephone. It did say dad. Which also, yeah. We were mm-hmm. well into cell phones at this point. Why are they showing oh, up at the house? well into cell phones. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't just call. But so, then he tries to call a bunch and she doesn't answer. He keeps leaving messages and everybody's like, oh, this is a, another sign of... Ma- Where were you on this? Because were you thinking he was going through an episode or were you thinking what the, what the actual diagnosis was? Which was um, murder. Diagnosis murder. <laughs> Starring Dick, Dick Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. <laughs> yes. Not an architect, Dick Van Dyke. No, but whoever said it was Mike, Mike Brady, Brady was exactly who I was thinking of. So thank it you. It was Eleanor. Oh, thank you, Eleanor. Oh, back to the diagnosis. Um, I don't know. I feel like they were playing it up like, oh, he could be having a manic episode. But I was like, I think he's taking his pills and like everything else seems fine. So I think I was kind of second guessing it where I was like, is he okay or is he not? Yeah. When he goes with Adam to break into Fiona's apartment, I'm a little bit like, hmm. Yeah. But still, like teenagers are also assholes who do dumb shit when they're like in love also. Yes. And obsessive about things. Yeah. And I would argue that like Imogen's way of handling this relationship is just as bad. Very bad. Imogen turned on a dime. She like loved him. He bought her a camera and then she was like, sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I got to do stuff. And then I'm going to go to Fiona's. A lot of this, as we will learn. Is going to lead to the Fimogen relationship. I think her feelings are not really for Eli right now. So he breaks into Fiona's house because he thinks he's now under the uh, 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 belief that Imogen is date or like cheating on her with Jake. Yeah, because they're talking on the way into class one day. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like a jealous teenager. Yep. But super, super jealous. But everything is so like heightened for everybody else because everyone feels like oh no we know this thing about yeah. Eli which I and mean Imogen's, and Imogen's like lying to him because she's like oh my phone was off and my dad must have forgotten that I was home and like all this stuff and then she's like do you want to talk and he's like no you know who the <laughs> best person here was oh. Adam because after mm. all of this happens and she's like, I must have been walking my dog. And then Eli's like, okay. And he's like, we saw the dog. She wasn't walking the dog. And, and, and Adam is like, dude, there's a lot of things that sometimes girls don't want to tell their boyfriends. It doesn't mean they're, that he's, she's, that she's cheating on you. He's like, sometimes um, they're, they're waxing their upper lip or something. Like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which was very funny, that. but also at least Adam was there as like kind of the voice of reason. And he's like, let's just go play video games. Let's go to a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do something to take our mind off of this. Let's mm-hmm. not jump to the craziest conclusion. Oh, crazy. Not yeah. a good word. As the no. therapist said, as the therapist said, we don't say crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Everybody, except for when we actually are talking about the Britney Spears song. Yeah. Yeah. Not about Britney Spears talking about the song or the seal. You drive song. me crazy. The seal song. Yes. And we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. 
Seal was good. Seal ever win any Grammys? Probably. Probably not. Maybe for that Batman song. Kiss from a Rose, which is a song that we discovered on the podcast that you don't think is a good song. I think it's fine. Yeah. I just used to see that music video all the time, which is why I call it the Batman song. <laughs> That's a, such a good song. And you're crazy. You are crazy about that. Opinion. Maybe. Maybe. That song is so good. Yeah. So they go over to Fiona's uh, loft and they climb up the fire escape and they break in so that Eli can hear. They're watching a movie that's in French. So they're like, who's the French guy who's here? I love that they're Imogen watching a and French Fiona movie. Fiona got weapons. That was so funny. Imogen's was a lamp. <laughs> Imogen was yelling at Fiona because I think Fiona had an umbrella. She's like, what kind of weapon mm-hmm. is that? And she's like, dude, you have a lamp. They're so funny. And I cannot, I, I wait. cannot wait. <laughs> and I want Fimogen to be endgame. I want it to be forever. I don't want it. I just mm-hmm. want it to be beautiful and fun. Mm-hmm. You have a lamp. <laughs> it's amazing it's absolutely amazing so then nobody was there obviously she's like eli i was just talking to her about you because i feel comfortable that was when i was like oh yeah zippity bop Mm -hmm. zippity bop indeed um so so he goes home and he gets rid of all of her stuff, everything that reminds her of him. And his dad walks in and he's like getting rid of like a first edition comic book. And he's like, yeah, cause she touched it once. <laughs> spawn. Mm-hmm. You're a big spawn fan though. No, I don't know it at all. Mm, a good one. Um, so then he goes to see his therapist. Um, I like her. I like her. And she's like, well, are you sleeping okay? Yeah. You know, are you doing your exercising and eating well? Is like, is this anything you feel over the edge? And he's like, no. And she's like, this is just teenage hormones. <laughs> like, you're just going to have to get used to heartbreak. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing that happens. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Teens can be obsessive. And you can't keep him from dating, she tells Bullfrog. Mm-hmm. I miss Bullfrog's wife, Eli's mom from Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek, yeah. Cece. Cece. Cece Peniston. Cece Peniston ever won any Grammys, do you think? Probably not, no. She should have won. Um, I'm trying to remember what else she was on. Cece Peniston? Um, no, uh, Cece, Eli's mom, uh, besides Schitt's Creek. One of the best jokes of all time is on... Um, like a, a Wayne's World sketch. And Garth thinks that... Um, C.C. Peniston's name is pronounced C.C. Peniston. <laughs> and really good. Garth's C.C. Peniston mm-hmm. is very funny. Finally, <laughs> it's happened to me right in front of my... I, I hope she won a Grammy for that. Yeah. If you only knew. So, Imogen and Eli finally have a talk at the dot, and... Imogen breaks up with Eli. But in the and most. She gives her rationale is like that. I spent this year fantasizing about you and I just don't think this is right. Yeah. She breaks up with him in like the most mature and they kind of both do. And he's like, all right, 
he kind of gets it too. He's kind of feeling the same, like similarly that they should just be friends. And then they have this whole thing like where she goes to his house afterwards and they and they do this like very fun kind of like bit where like they're not dating anymore, but they are good friends and they like are mm-hmm. good as friends and it seems kind of obvious that that's where they're yeah. meant to be. I feel like they probably could have had a conversation and then seen if dating worked a little bit more. Ooh. I felt like it was a little preemptive. But I don't think. Um, and I I kind of felt like Imogen, like, breaking up with him wasn't super mature. Like, oh, really? It kind of felt like. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Like, she wasn't willing to give up the fantasy of what dating Eli was. I will say, and this has nothing to do with whether it's mature mm-hmm. or not. I think she's breaking up with him because the feelings just aren't there because she's into Fiona. Yeah. She's into Fiona. That, she's into Fiona. <clears throat> I think that's what we're getting. That's where we're going to lead. Um, yeah. And, Very she, likely. and she's just like, this isn't, uh, I thought this was going to be different. It's not as good. So I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. I guess I, I don't want to sleep over <clears throat> at all. I guess I, I Unless see. it's at Fiona's house. Maybe I'm thinking the maturity comes more from like the Eli side of it. I don't know. Mm. I just oh, thought yes. yeah. they broke up pretty clean and are good. Gonna- yeah, I thought I thought Eli was very mature. And for like for them kind of escalating his behavior the whole time, once he like realized like, oh, this is just a thing I have to learn how to deal mm-hmm. with. Like mm-hmm. it was a great response. And it's always like great acting. Dude, he's excellent. Monroe Chambers, man. He's so like, good. Above and beyond, like a lot of the other people. Eli? <laughs> Not everyone, but he's very good. I Even when he was like, I hate you, or no, go to hell. Mm-hmm. Remember, he told them mm-hmm. all, all to go to mm-hmm. hell. And you just know he's going to be showing up with his tail between his legs to Adam, being like, I'm sorry, dude. And Adam will mm-hmm. be fine with it. And Fiona, because they're all friends. I freaking love Eli. Yeah, I do too. He's great. I see why people like him. I like all of the all of those characters. Eli, Fiona, Imogen, and Adam. I really like mm-hmm. all of those characters so much. They're great. Yeah, they're like upper echelon for me. Yeah. You want to come over and have a Wii boxing tournament? Uh, what's the brother's name? Fucking Cody? Drew. Drew. <laughs> Drew's getting pizzas. I was like, and in my head, I was like, I kind of want to see the episode where Eli and Drew are hanging out because that doesn't feel yeah. like a, like a common occurrence. I kind of want pizzas and to play some wee boxing right about now. I wanna, that sounds like great. I want hot dogs, I, hot bath, wee boxing, pizza with with Eli, Drew, and Adam. Mm-hmm. French movie at Fiona. Oh, I would, loft. dude. I gotta tell you right now, I would love to go to Fiona's loft and watch a French movie with Fiona and Imogen. The only issue I would have is there's not gonna be any booze there because no. Fiona can't drink, so that might not be as fun. <sighs> no. Also, imagine you know I what? show up in these. <laughs> hey, girls. You and a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. What are we with Truffaut? What are we watching? Godard? You know what's the one thing I wouldn't want to be at, though? Um, no, I don't know what. A baby's christening. Oh, yeah. And you know what baby starts with? Beastory. I was like, booze also starts with a B and so does bullfrog, but baby's christening definitely starts with B. But you know what doesn't is Doug. There was a time where um, some friends, we were together and we were going to, it was actually, they're not my friends. Well, they're my friends now, but they were Adrian's friends. And um, 
we were going to meet <laughs> meet one of Adrian's friend's new boyfriends, who now she is married to. They have multiple children. And we were going to meet them. They weren't there. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other of Adrian's friends, who is a dear friend of mine now, said, wait, so what's his name? And I didn't know what his name was. And I said, Mm -hmm. Doug, as a joke. I was just like, oh, Doug. And so I thought everyone knew I was kidding. And then we got to the restaurant and we were all eating. And this friend who I told the name of the man was Doug turned to him and very with, with utmost confidence, just said, so what do you do, Doug? <laughs> and, <laughs> absolutely. and first of all, <laughs> what do you do is such a funny thing to ask. And we were in our like 20s, like we weren't even old. Oh my God. And God bless, it was Janet. And I think you know Adrian's friend Janet, who like is mm-hmm. so nice. <laughs> Oh my god. So what do you do, Doug? And forever. Like I we I see Janet to this day and I still say, "What do you do?" So what do you do, Doug? What was the guy's actual name? It's a great fucking question. <laughs> anyway, Casey wants to see this baby. Mm-hmm. But is this like what's going on here? What's like the the subtext? Is he trying to like so, get back with Jenna and like using this as like a I think he feels lost. Yeah, he does. Um and I think that like he feels weird about the breakup with Jenna and now Jenna is starting to date Jake kind of very loosely. And so like Casey's not dating anyone, but like his relationship with Marisol is kind of what broke them up in the first place. Yeah. But, you know, like most men, he's just kind of like, oh, now he's pining for what he can't have. Right, right. Um, And he's like, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. So they get a christening invitation from the family that adopted Ty because it's an open adoption. And his mom hadn't told him that he got it because she's like, I think you need to put some like space Mm -hmm. in between there and probably not go. But then he's like, well, I got to go. I got to be part of this kid's life. And they they invited me and it's tomorrow or it's today like i don't know and he goes to school the same the same day of the christening and he tells jenna about it and she's like okay cool i'm not gonna take the bus with you i'm I'm going to the mall (laughs) with jake yeah and i i felt like so proud of jenna in that moment because she knew what she needed to do what was best for her in this situation and like she did when she also thought of like giving tie up for adoption. Yep. Like I think that she's handled this in a really good way, even though like there were times where she was very frustrating about the whole process. Yep. Like she's handled this in a very adult way and been very mature about the whole thing. And she's not going to sit there and like explain to Casey why she doesn't want to go. I agree. She's just like, I don't like, she doesn't say I don't want to go, but essentially she doesn't want to go. Yeah. She's not ready. It's, you know, it was very traumatizing and she's not really ready to see her baby again. Which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. So Casey goes by himself and he shows up late. He misses <laughs> the christening, like, this guy. He misses the christening because he takes all these buses over there by himself after school. And so he shows up and they're kind of like, oh, hi. <laughs> but you know what? I got to say, fuck them. Because they invited yeah. them. So like, mm-hmm. I think that this 
the the fucking mom is like one of the worst characters in the history of Degrassi. They both suck, but the mom mm-hmm. was handling Casey showing up like a like someone who's n- not from Earth. Cause mm-hmm. the Casey, she he's like, Can I hold the baby? Mm-hmm. And the and then the he holds the baby and the baby starts crying. And Casey's like, Oh, maybe maybe he's hungry and the mom just goes nope we just fed him he's like oh maybe it's not giving not giving the opportunity for it to be anything but like he doesn't recognize literally he goes and then he goes oh maybe there's a big poop in his diaper and she's like no i just think he's going through a phase where he's like not comfortable around strangers i was like lady you have the least tact no tact of any (laughs) human Just say, yeah, he's probably hungry. Because guess what? He's not coming in the house. He's not going to see you feed him. Just say, oh, you know what? You're probably right. He's You're an adult. Yeah. This is this this is borderline Anderson Armstrong making Claire take Mm -hmm. that dildo out of her bag. Like you have no clue. You're worse than the children, lady. (laughs) No, he's full, full belly. Just fed him. No, he's good. Uh, she this sucked, is, dude. And this is where Casey finds out that the baby's name is now Doug after what do you do, Doug? The dad's father. Yeah, and then he said to him, "What do you do, Doug?" To the baby, and the baby's <laughs> like, "I just cry when I'm around strangers, like you." And then they bring up that they're doing the Ferber method for, not the Farber method for Stacey, sleeping. Stacy, she was Farberizing her. Stacy. Which is just putting easy Farber method. You know what that means? It's just putting fucking sand in her pockets, <laughs> and and a lot of netted goth clothes on it. That'll help him sleep. She's going a lot of sa- you down. sand in her pockets and teaching him about judgment. How to be judgmental and a buzzkill about everything. So also that was another thing too, where she was like, yeah, we're ferberizing, like expecting that a 15 year old is going to know what that means. I hate, I did not like this couple. I did not like, I know they didn't help make the situation less uncomfortable. And you know, it's, it's gotta be a tough situation to be in anyway. And I know that they invited him to it, but I don't know if they expected him to come. Well, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I got. <laughs> either way. I mean, either way, then don't invite him. He doesn't even necessarily yeah, yeah. know a christening is happening. When he shows no. up the second time, their reaction is a lot more understandable to me. But they're yes. less. I feel but like in this worse situation, the they're like, why don't you take a walk with us? That was like, the nice. christening's over. But like, why don't you take a walk with us? But then he comes. So he goes to the library and he gets like a shit ton of books and he goes home reading all these like toddler books. And his mom's like, but uh, sorry, Casey says to his mom that like the baby needs me, you know, when do you get a balloon? I don't know. I was just sitting here. Casey's mom. Um. Yeah. And. He then decides he has to go back. He shows up unannounced at their house when they're about to leave. And I'm like, that would freak me out a little that bit was a like, lot. as a parent. I agree that w- that was a lot. But all of the stuff that I'm talking about happened the first time. No, before the first time, not so much. But the second time, he's got a very a real intensity to him. It, like he kind of said all these things to his mom, like, I could babysit for free. And like no one wants to turn down free By the babysitters. Way, that's true. I would be like dope. Oh. Yeah, but I also think it's like it's a difficult situation because I I can imagine like if you adopt a baby and it's an open adoption, it's like, yes, 
those kids can still be in their babies' lives, but it's like they, I don't know, like kind of like Eli, like the judgment isn't totally there yet. Yeah. And I think that there's a little bit like of nerves of like, are they going to try to take this baby back? Which he literally is like about to go like try to sue them to get the baby back and all this stuff. Um, which could totally happen. So I, I understand their fear the second time. Yes. The second time. But the first time, mm-hmm. maybe if she was a little, had a little bit more like tact, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. If she was like, yeah, so he's hungry. Yeah. yeah. He shows up at their house and he's like, I'm just dropping by to spend some time with Doug. <laughs> Doug. I think he says Ty and then he's like, oh, sorry, Doug. Oh, sorry. Doug. That's going to take a it's little just, time to get used to. Could you imagine naming a child such a Doug? And, funny name. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest names. It is. It is because it's also a word like. Yeah. Douglas. Michael Douglas. Douglas, fine. Doug, it's different. Douglas. Douglas. Sounds like a, the third brother of a Frasier. It might be because I'm thinking of Frasier furs and Douglas furs. This is what it would sound like if uh, Mr. Spacely said it. Douglas. Oh, Mr. Spacely. That's an old joke. Yeah. Blake's so civil. Casey goes home. And he talks to his mom and she's kind of like, you know, maybe like she's like, I know you had a hard upbringing and I didn't make it easy for you. Um, but like maybe you could be someone that Ty looks slash Doug looks up to and not just, you know, you don't have to be there in the same way. But like maybe this is your opportunity to do something great and he can be really proud of you yeah. and look up to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. So then Casey kind of like takes that in and he goes to school and he like turns in his late assignment that he had been, you know, a day late on. And the teacher had been like, you know, this is going to be like a whole grade level lower. And he's like, I know I, I deserve that. Um, And he goes to Jenna and he talks to Jenna and Jenna's like a little bit like hesitant to talk to him, but then he's like very adult. And this was when I was like, I hated Casey up to this point. Cause I was just like, Oh God, why is he doing this with the baby? Like, I just don't understand why, like, because I don't know, Casey was the one who kind of fucked up the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, why are you trying to redeem things in this really mixed up way? Yeah, but he's again, trying to he's redeem like, things. He's like a kid. So obviously he was trying to redeem things. Just trying to redeem. So it turns out that the assignment Casey turned in, he's the only one who got the answer right to one of the questions out of the whole class. And the teacher's like, I think I know where you can make up these points. And it turns out. It's the science Olympics. So yeah, Casey's like an elite science student now, which we never knew before. And neither did he. Yeah. I think one of the things we skipped over in the story Mm. that really needs um, calling out is um, that Connor makes a joke and he says, I've been working on my jokes. And it's pretty good. It was pretty good. It was, (laughs) it made me, that's the only thing in this episode that made me laugh out loud. I did too. I don't remember what the joke was, but it was pretty good enough to be, he said something this. about it's because like Casey was talking about Jenna hanging out with Jake and Connor made a joke about them studying for chemistry or maybe it's biology. Oh, right. Yes. Cause they were, and he's like, I've been working on my jokes. Yeah, they were touching each other's <laughs> boobies. Each other's boobies. Yeah. Everybody's got boobies. <laughs> so yeah, now, uh, now, yeah. now Casey's going to be on the science Olympics. He's great at chemistry apparently. So this guy's a genius. 
Also, we also have to point out one more thing about this fucking couple when they were like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a, an amazing. I guess they could also have been just like letting trying to like let Casey know that Ty is in a good place. But he's like, everybody just plays hockey on the streets and all these nice things that this kid is going to have. And I was like, dude, fucking slow it down. chill out just like fucking cool out man stop rubbing it in because poor casey has to go to degrassi community school you know what i'm saying like (laughs) cool out my man no this is a beautiful neighborhood with a million kids and he's gonna be so much better off here than he would have been in that apartment with you and your drug addict mother Hey, Rach, could you get that C story for me? Do you think or what? Sure. Oh, man. So, Tori has wanted to try out for the Spirit Squad since she got here. And so she does. And then she's with Tristan at the tryouts. I thought that Tristan was also going to try out for Spirit Squad from what he had said previously in an episode that they were going to take over Spirit Squad together. Was he going to be? Oh, yeah, because they have boys in They have guys in it, too. But, like, he... Didn't, I guess. But apparently, like, Marisol said it's, like, very hard for the Niners to get into Spirit Squad because she, they're not reliable. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not there for the commitment part yet. So she goes with this other girl, Brooke, and Tristan is like, that's not fair. And it's like, well, it was a tryout. Like, I'm sure Brooke is perfectly good. Um, yeah. So then Brooke sprains her ankle. Yep. And so now Tori's in. Yep. But she's already promised Zig that she'll film him skateboarding for some thing that he wants to submit a video for. It's like for. a contest to win, like, skate yeah. gear or something. This guy yeah. stinks at skateboarding, by the way. He stinks at skateboarding, and he's a shitty boyfriend. He stinks. Like, hell, he, I mean, he's also, like, 14. Yep. So, you know, I give him a little credit. But, like, he doesn't seem to understand other people whatsoever. Oh, this is trying to play the next episode, and I don't want to know what happens in that yet. You know what I will never understand about dudes? When you are a dude, like a goofy looking dude like this, and you manage to get a girlfriend who is like so much hotter than you, like on every level, you got to just, you got to, you got to figure it out, man. You got to go with her to the football game. You got to put in the time, dude. What do you think this is going to just be here? He doesn't want to do anything for her. Everything is about his skateboarding. Have you seen so, Tor- Tori's eyebrows? She's talking Zig. about how she needs to go to practice in 10 minutes, but he's like, oh, but I missed that one. Just like one more. And she's like, but I have to go for this. And then he's like, oh, you know what? Maya's at the library. Maybe I can see if she'll do yeah, it. Yeah, that was manipulative. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if he was dumb or manipulative because it's one or the other, but she wasn't having it. Yeah, she was not having it. She's like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. I will stay. It's fine. And so she's late to practice. And so she doesn't know the routine. She must have been like significantly late because they did not learn that routine <laughs> in like five minutes. I, no, she that- must have been like 40 minutes late. I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's significantly late. And then Marisol's not happy. So she makes her be the mascot yeah. instead. I mean, Marisol had a point because her whole thing was like, they're not Niners are reliable. Not, what did she use the term? Uh, reliable. And then she, yeah. they weren't, she wasn't reliable. She showed up late because she was videotaping her boyfriend do shitty skateboard tricks. Yep. 
Yeah, so now she has to be the mascot, and she has to do something dumb at the school to get nickels. Like what roar. did they call it? Was it like roaring or something at people? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. I I was like, I don't care about this part, but she has to do this thing and be like festive in the mascot uniform, and she's like, Zig, will you come with me so to make this better because it sucks? Yeah, and he's like, No, I got a skateboard. <laughs> He must she's think like, he's can you else. rain check that? And he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This guy, I don't know. He's got, he doesn't know what he's got. Yeah. And so he's like, well, if you hate it, then like, why are you doing it? And she's like, well, because I want to get back on the spirit squad. She's called it so her she dream. Goes, she says it's her dream. Yeah. She goes and talks to Maya and Maya's like, he's a shitty boyfriend. Pretty much. And she's like, you're just jealous. I loved Maya's response too. She goes, yeah, sure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, cause know, you don't have so a boyfriend good. and I do. And she's like, yeah, that's it. And she goes, as long as you're happy. Yeah. She's like, he doesn't do anything for you, essentially. Like, you do everything yeah, for Yeah, exactly. So they have a talk, and Tori essentially says um, as much. She's like, why won't, will you come to this with me, the football game? And he's like, it's not really my thing. Yeah. And she's like, well, why won't you do this for me? Why? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I do these things for you. Why won't you do this for me? Um. And then she says as much to him as like, name one thing you've done for me. And that gets him really upset. And so like they kind of part ways. Um, and then she shows up for the game and she's has, she's running late cause she can't find the mascot uniform anywhere. And it's because someone else is going to be the mascot. And it turns out it's Zig. So now that he's volunteered to be the mascot, Tori is now on the spirit squad. So in that whole time, they were just working down a spirit power squad member. I guess so. Yeah, okay. It's probably been like two days. It doesn't that seem is like true. it's been very long. Yeah. And yeah, Zig, so then she's like, do you think just doing one nice thing for me is like going to make me forget everything? And he's like, I was kind of hoping so, which I was like, yeah, you're all right. And then, but she stood up for something. She was like, nope, things have to change. She's like, thank you for this. It was very nice. I'm glad mm-hmm. you did it. But at the same time. We got to make some moves. And I was like, good on you, Tori. Right? Yeah, completely. She has some excellently sculpted eyebrows. Great eyebrows. Right? <laughs> Great eyebrows. She's got some eyebrows on her. Now, is are her and Maya friends? Yes. Maya seemed to be part of, the cr- part of the crew. Yes, they're part of the crew, but I think that, like, not totally friends. I'm a little bit confused about where everyone went to school beforehand and like It's kind of annoying to me that she's just not Manny's sister, but I guess they never Manny never had man never had a sister. Had a sister on here, yeah. But you know, you live and you learn. What? Rach. Did it or did it not? It didn't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it did enough. It didn't go there. It was a good episode, though. Fun episodes. They were fun to watch. I enjoyed them. I didn't fall asleep once. Watched two of them. That's a big thing for me these days. Yeah. Bull- watch, watching two of them not falling asleep. Bullfrog was out and about wearing vests. Love that. I enjoyed it. I found them very pleasant and... I watched them right before I recorded this and I was very engaged in it, except for the part that I found boring and then I didn't pay attention to. 
I found I liked the characters more when it ended than when it started. And that's all you can ask for. Mm. You know, pretty much all of them. That's pretty good. Except for Casey's junkie mom. No, I'm just kidding. She was great. <laughs> She's actually a great character. I like her a lot. Uh, yeah. So, Pat. Yep. If you had to pick someone to be the mascot. I knew that's what you were going to go with. Because there's nothing else, really. Who, who would you name Doug? <laughs> who would I name Doug? Who would I choose to name would I change to Doug? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> Eli, of course, is is taking the cake here. I think I probably stole your thunder. Yeah. I think he's probably taking the cake for you, too. I, I actually hadn't written down who because I was like, I hate to put Eli for the millionth time, but it's like always Eli when it's an Eli episode because he's great. He's such a great character. And I actually really liked the storyline they told here where it was like, Yes, he has these issues, but also he's just going through teenage shit and mm-hmm. under the kind of like putting a fine point on how hard that is for people going through like bipolar disorder to even like mm-hmm. figure out sometimes mm-hmm. like sort of like shining a light on like, oh, man, even like that's even when you're just feeling regular stuff, there's still that stigma. There's still that mm-hmm. idea from even the people closest to you, his father, Imogen, Fiona, like even the people closest to him of like, mm-hmm. he must be going through it. And they're not wrong to be concerned because he had a, Mm-mm. so it's just a very like, you kind of opens your eyes a little bit to like how hard that situation is for sort of like everybody involved, but more specifically yeah. for Eli. Yeah, so, completely. I thought, I, I um, love Eli. And like we said, like Monroe Chambers is just like a cut above. Like yeah, he's the so best. it was just it was a it was a good storyline for him and he did a really good job in it and it was just an enjoyable thing to watch. Yeah, he's the best. He's up there. He's Pantheon characters, man. We got three people to welcome to the room. Oh okay. my goodness, it is so good to be back here. I haven't been here for a while. I was a flying around in the closet. And I was a flying around and you know what the Rachel? I was in Los Angeles and I was in your house. You were. You were in my house. Was it it's a little scary. It was like a very. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it that. It was like I was watching you sleep. It was a very. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I was watching. I was perched on your nose while you were sleeping in the night. And I said, Rachel, it is a nice to see you. I love you. And I gave you a kiss on the nose. And then I left. And I flew back kiss- to New oh, York God, City. Oh, that's creepy. No, it's a, not the creepy. That's a beautiful thing. We are best of friends. We are creepy. best of friends. You never know when I show up. But I do know who's showing up in the room today. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You got to tell me. I got to welcome them. <laughs> I'm so happy to have them. I will say that, as you know. So who do we got? We have Matt. Oh, my God. Goodness, Matt, it is so lovely. I'm so happy to have Matt. We don't have any Matts. I love a Matt. It's a beautiful name. A Matt and a Matthew or a Matthias mm-hmm. or many names could be Matt, but I love it. It is a nice to see you. We're going to have such a nice time. You're going to come over. We're going to ha- you're going to take off of your shoes. We're going to put on a We do this now is a new thing that we do is you take off of your shoes and I come over, I fly over, flutter 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 with the slippers in my teeth. 
and I put the slippers on your feet. I know exactly what size you need. You don't even need to tell me. I already know. And I put the slippers on your feet and you kick them up and then you get a cup and it automatically pours whatever drink you want. It could be a drink with the booze in it. It could be a seltzer water. You could have that. You could have a tap water or a Brita water or a soda. You like a soda pop, like a Dr. Pepper. You could have that. It is a so nice mat, Dr. Pepper mat. We have Kelsey. Wait, I wasn't the finished. I was still okay. Sick. Sorry, Matt. I'm it's so like sorry. You're going on about the Dr. Pepper. I'm I just... so sorry, Matt, to get the jump on. She was getting the jump on me. But Matt, it Seriously. is nice to have you. I love you. Welcome to the room. And next up is a Kelsey. Oh my goodness, I knew Kelsey. Kelsey Grandma from Fraser. I always knew. Kelsey Grammer from Afrasia was a fan of this show, and he was going to come in here, and he was going to sing, So baby, I hear the blues are calling, the toast the salads, and the scra-. This is Kelsey Grammer, right? The famous actor, yes. Kelsey Grammer? Oh. That's definitely who it's Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I knew it. I hope he paid the $50 thing, because he's just so rich. Just a kidding, Kelsey. I know it's not a Kelsey Grammer, and I'll be honest with you, I don't even want the Kelsey Grammer in here, because I think he would be a little bit of a schnook, but I think you are the opposite of a schnook. You are the best person in the whole wide world of Kelsey. So welcome to the room. It is so nice to have you. Slippers, drinks, all the things. You get them too. No charge. Well, I guess there is a charge. It's a five dollars or ten dollars. It's gotta go. You gotta pay. So there is a little bit of a charge, but that's like a nothing. It's like a zero charge, mostly, right? The rage. Mm-hmm. It's mostly nothing. And then who is the? I can't believe three people. This is a beautiful day. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You two in the sphere, baby. And we have Tino. Tino, my goodness, it is so good to have you here. We love you, Tino. It is a nice to have you. You're going to have the best time of your life. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry with laughter because it's only funny. There's no sadness. You're going to laugh, <laughs> cry with laughter. You're going to have a laugh, cry. You're going to laugh, a cry. You're going to have a stomach of pains from the laughter. It is going to be so good. We we'll welcome you here. We hope you have a nice time with us, particularly Rachel and particularly Pat and particularly me, Mr. Del Rossi. If you need me, I'll be sitting on your nose while you sleep because that is what I do. I've been on all of your noses while you sleep at different times because I love you. Okay, Rachel, thank you so much for having me back. Good to see you, Mr. It Del Rossi. It is so good to see you, Los Angeles. I'm coming back there soon. I'm going to be there. You're never going to know I'm going to be on your nose. <laughs> I'm going to sleep on your nose in your new apartment. I'm going to be there when you move into your new apartment. You'll never find me. I'm gonna gonna watch. I'm gonna watch you through. I'm gonna watch you through the closet door. Ooh. Why is it the weird? I'm a Jiminy Cricket. I'm like a, I'm a good man. I'm not a person anymore. You're being weird. I'm not being weird. I gotta get out of here. No, maybe know. I won't come visit you. I'm gonna go visit your sister Cass in Oakland. All right, bye. Bye. Oh man, he's gonna go visit. Good times as always, he's, Mr. Del Rossi. He's gonna go visit you. You don't even listen to him. You just you just fucking. I do. Shut I'm down. just trying not to be creeped out by the fact that he's like come to my house and give me a kiss on the nose. I don't think that's weird at all. He's a cricket. I don't want crickets. I had a dream about a cockroach, and <laughs> it's, it's not like a maybe cockroach. that's why. But maybe I'm having a dream about cockroaches because Mr. Del Rossi is coming and give me a kiss on the nose while I'm asleep. Well, I'm a I, very light sleeper. You don't know the difference between a cricket and a 
Crockroach. <laughs> I I mean, not in my sleep, I don't. Crockroach. Cricket and a crockroach. Oh, well, he's going to see your sister Cass in Oakland anyway. He's not coming to you this time, so. No, that's fine. You're out. You're out to lunch. All right, Rach. All right. Hit him with the hee-haw. You can find us on the internet in a lot of places. You can send us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. You can come join us in the room at patreon.com slash deemp. We have good fun over there. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Deem Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook in the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group. We love you all. We do. And as we always say here in the Deemperverse, good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. Grilled cheese, definitely. Ikniowski. Ikniowski. I said it this time.